Guys, we got a sponsor this week. I know. I'm pretty excited for Wait, it. We do? <laughs> Feigning excitement. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Distilled Experiences. <laughs> everybody to this is my bourbon podcast episode 101 i'm your host perry i'm so excited to have you guys back after the wonderfulness that was the 100th episode pretty freaking excited that uh, we get to come back and do this all again I'm and sit- what better than 101 as well right yeah uh, we're gonna psych people out a little bit it's not a 101 proof uh, centric episode nope uh this week we're gonna be reviewing the buffalo trace antique collection from 2019 here yeah. in a little bit so uh curtis and swan are with me again this week guys welcome back to the podcast hello hey <laughs> said like you've been on once before and uh this is your first time returning yes so yeah i've been on a few times <laughs> like at least three times i've been on Every once in a while. Every yeah. now and then. Yeah. yeah, certainly more than Tanner. I was on the first episode, but <laughs> kind of fell off after that. Hey, a couple of quick things up top, and then we will get into Flying Blind and some of the news that's been going on in the bourbon world. Uh, first and foremost, if you guys could do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rate and review, if that's your platform of choice for listening. Um, we're going to start pushing that a little bit more, just trying to get people... Uh, talking more about the show and getting more people working into the algorithm or whatever it is. Trying to uh, expand to... the family. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes Swan picks me up when I'm down, and mm-hmm. that time he just did it. I don't know if down's the right word there, but anyway. Uh, also, we, as I mentioned in our 100th episode, are going to be doing our very first charity campaign coming in November. On November 1st, there will be a link posted to Movember which is where uh, you will be able to donate to uh, that organization where they do all sorts of great things for men's health and men's mental health. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more in the coming weeks. I'm super excited for that. Um, But yeah, be on on the lookout for it. That's all I got up top other than flying blind. Guys, whiskey at the ready. Very honey. Yeah, I like this. Very honey nose. Mm -hmm. The honey travels back over into the palate, too. Mm-hmm. Mm. Has that good mouthfeel, too. A little oh, bit of that drip, man. that oily. Man, and as it kind of gets into the finish, it's very, like, graham crackery. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a lot of subtleness, too. Like, there's there's nothing really, like, jumping out at me on this. Mm-mm. And it may be because last night I had some bookers. So, like, this is... Are your taste buds still there? down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like toned down a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about Booker's here and what we've been drinking recently too. But this is, my goodness, this is spectacular. So one of the reasons I love this so much is because it takes one of my favorite bourbons and ramps it up a little bit. This is Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit, and it's it's from the old bottle, Turkey Tail. What I love about this, and I, I think I've said it a thousand times before, but this is basically a single barrel version of Turkey 101. Yeah. So there's yep. your 101 proof, guys. Are you happy? No, I'm just kidding. We got. <laughs> we made it. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to be drinking a couple more uh, 101 proofers as we're talking before we get to the review of the antique collection and all that. Um, but 
this was a gift shop release from Wild Turkey. Okay. I cannot remember any of the details on it, nor can I tell them to you, uh, because they have been rubbed off of the uh, of the neck label. But that's okay. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah, very it's really good. Shop. It's very good. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Wild Turkey. Anyway, quick and easy, flying blind. We just wanted to get us kind of loosened up and uh, ready for this awesome review that we've got mm-hmm. in in the pipe. So, guys, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, I've been drinking uh, Whistle Pig. Wow. I That's know. out of left field. That's way out of left field. But I've been drinking Whistle Pig. That. Yeah. Well, it's because my uh, a family member of mine, they were, they were talking about Whistle Pig, and they, they were saying, oh, if you see some, get some. And uh, so I got it, and then we cracked it open. And man, I kind of liked it. I was surprised. <laughs> I don't um, think that's a bad thing at all. I yeah, think it's, no, it's really not. good. No, not at all. You're um, allowed to enjoy it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, it's it's just pretty was, good stuff. You're wrong, but it's fine. No, yeah, it was just surprising for me because usually I'm not a high, you know, rye guy, but they're doing it right over there. It's really good. The spiciness yeah, of, man. of it. Mm. They, I got to try the 15 year at uh, Bourbon on the Banks. I still got that bottle Ooh, somewhere. That stuff is amazing. Yeah. the The price point for me is always gets me a little bit but i mean yeah. it's worth it i'm not saying that it's priced wrong i'm just saying for me personally i'm like Oof. <laughs> yeah honestly you find a good 10-year pick there it is you yeah. find a good 10-year pick and that stuff is well worth the money you put oh, in for it oh, heck of yeah. course yeah um if you get the chance to try that 15-year tonight whew. yeah uh I, yeah there's I, not a whole lot left but i don't see why we can't let curtis yeah no i'd love to so whistle pick yeah, whistle pig. That's I really was not expecting that. I know. I I figured nobody was. Usually, but. it's like four roses, some Jim Beam, something like that. And yeah, no, like you, know, you don't expect like, it. Whistle pig. All, oh, right. all right, I'm here for it, man. I mean, I I think they've got great products. Yeah. But. The other one, Willet Pot Still. Oh, did you go pick some up from that place? Yeah, I did. Yeah, so, Swan let me know where I could get one, a bottle, and so I went and got it. I'll tell you where you can get it most often. Or more often than not, right? I'm interested there. to see if it's the same. Is it the Willet Distillery? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> no. Nope, not quite. Because they've got a lot of it. I was there on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it is funny though, because Willet has kind of slowed down on the distribution. It's kinda of like mm-hmm. they're they're kind of putting back some good stuff to really do some special things here right. soon. Which I'm all for. Sometimes you just gotta cut back your, your distribution a little bit. But finding those bottles has been so hard. It's been on the top shelf at places. Yeah, it's or been behind, behind glass case. cases. It's just been like hard to hard to find. Um, so I've sent sent Kurt here to just some little place that like <laughs> nobody's buying anything but cheap vodka and beer. Yeah, they had a pretty good selection too. They did. Yeah, that's actually where I got the whistle pig too. Cool. Yeah, I've uh, I've been drinking some Booker's, some older Booker's, a 2013. Mm-hmm. Seven year, okay. mm-hmm. Whew, that is good. Thanks, Chad. Yeah, Chad's been very gracious to hand me over a sample and uh, a generous sample of that, and it is amazing stuff. Yeah, he gave me a sample of that too. Yeah, and uh, I, I love it. It's phenomenal. I will say there are better Booker's releases, but this is definitely it's up there. And I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just the age kind of showing on it, or if it's genuinely just that release. Uh, but it, it is good stuff, and it's back before they started doing you know year dash release. They just had like some weird 
thing of numbers and letters and it, I don't know. You had to look it up on a spreadsheet to find out even when it was from. <laughs> and uh, Jim Beam bonded. Can't go wrong with it. Heck no, man. I found uh, one of the old bottles of Jim Beam bonded recently. I think I told you that or talked about it. Yeah, I uh, maybe on the last last week's episode. I can't remember. I think I bought like two or three of those. I was like, I've got to stock up on these. There's probably no different, but I yep, there it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. good and ugly, gold foil. <laughs> this is this <laughs> was a staple of me when I when I did my live streams mm-hmm. for a long time a long time ago. Is I just had stuff around me and I was just pulling it out of nowhere. Yeah, <laughs> and Swans now said, "There it is twice." Yep. Sorry. Anyway, continue. No, that's it. I just I love that ugly old bottle of Jim Beam Bonded that I've got. It's it's good. I constantly reach for it, and I'm so glad they changed the labels on it, but I'm still looking for the old ones. Yeah, I, I know where some are, so if you, you need me to direct you there. Oh, I've got a stockpile. I'm to. good. Oh, okay. I'm ready for the <laughs> nuclear holocaust. I got this. <laughs> Actually, I don't have food. I have a lot of bourbon. Let's work on the food part, then we can get to the nuclear holocaust. Remember, Swan, non-perishables. Yeah. <laughs> Bourbon. <laughs> Bourbon is a non-perishable. There yeah, we go. There we go. Bird food. <laughs> we'll get you plenty of plenty of breadcrumbs. Ton of sunflower seeds. <laughs> Do you like oyster crackers? More of a oyster crackers. Dried cranberry person. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Yeah. All right. We can. <laughs> we'll do something. We'll start a GoFundMe. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I've uh, I've been drinking a little bit of Booker's too. I revisited Shiny Barrel Batch. Oh yeah, the other day, guys. I think I might have a contender for my best bourbon of twenty nineteen. Oh. Shiny Barrel Batch. Shiny Barrel Batch. Okay. Really? See, I've had a lot of people tell me that they much prefer the twenty twenty nineteen dash three, the Country Ham. I I need to side by side them and eventually blind them, but I I mean maybe maybe I was just really. In the the shiny barrel mood, the it's other possible. day, but holy crap, man, I, it, it it hit me in all the right places. Yeah, well, I so, mean, it maybe just needed some time to open up. I mean, it definitely did that week that I reviewed it because mm-hmm. I think I opened it on a Monday and I finally reviewed it on a Thursday. And it the amount of time that it had to actually open did it wonders, mm-hmm. but. You know, now this bottle's been open for probably a month or so. But whether or not it, you know, that that extra time actually helped it, I don't know. Who's to say? But it's good. And I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I picked up the Knob Creek Quarter Cask, whatever it's called. Um, Quarter Oak. Quarter Oak, excuse me. Yeah, special release. I picked that up the other day. That, uh, we, we might need to do a review of that soon because uh, it, it's it's very different it's not at all what i was expecting it to be is that one finished in like small barrels from a 53 gallon or is it just all small barrel from the get-go no it's some 53 gallons and then some rested in small barrels mm, okay so it's it's a very strange process and one that I'm not really sure I understand all the way, if you know, I'm being very honest. I don't have to understand if it tastes good, so <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Hey, man, you'll never be a master distiller. Then. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm getting increasingly okay with that. I am, too. Just seeing how people react with like stuff that comes out, and they're just like, 
this is not what I paid my money for. And I was like, <laughs> well, you you paid secondary right. for something. And you're just like, you, yeah. you're going to be disappointed at any price, you know, once it gets past triple the original MSRP. So, <laughs> but no, I, I'm interested to try it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're, I think you're going to like it, but I don't want to get your hopes up too much. And then I also want to reserve some of those feelings for the actual review. Yeah. That will happen in the coming weeks. Uh, anything else I've been drinking? Oh, the Chattanooga 111 proof bourbon. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff at uh, just over two years old or two-ish years old. Surprisingly good uh, for a two-year-old whiskey. And, uh, oh, yeah. Found a bottle the other day of a 2009 Evan Williams single barrel. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, wow. uh, which was a nice little surprise, but... <sighs> So good, man. Mm-hmm. I, I I always kind of forget about how good these bottles are, how good these these barrels are, and then have it every now and then, and I'm like, oh, maybe I need another bottle of this. That yeah. is a phenomenal daily drinker that I don't enjoy enough mm-hmm. because it's just it's a sub ninety proof and it's just easy. To yeah, drink but on. at eighty six point six proof, I mean, it drinks with a lot of body to it. Oh, that's what I need because yeah. I want to drink Booker's every night, but my body yeah. tells me no. Right. So <laughs> I need something with a little bit, uh, a little bit, you know, more water in it. I guess. Yeah. But. So uh, another thing too that I didn't even really think about was the fact that it does have all the the dates and everything on the back. Oh, cool. So, I mean, th- that's another way to you know people are always looking for you know, Blanton's dump dates or, um, what's the other one? McKenna dump dates mm-hmm. too. And the fact that, you know, there's a much more affordable option now in Evan Williams, which again, I mean, it's very, very good bourbon and available and widely available. You know, I feel like that would be a good alternative for something to. Yeah, it know, would be. Have, uh, this was bottled on the day before my anniversary. So that's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's what I've been drinking recently. We got some news to get to. We do. We don't, we don't so normally much of it. we don't normally do news conversations, but there's been so much going on recently that uh, I feel like we need to talk about it. Oh my gosh, I forgot. Um, I I meant to say up top too. Thank you all so much to everybody who has listened to and given us feedback on episode 100. Um, that really was, I mean, of course, a special episode for us and everything, but to hear that it was as well received as it was, um, that was, you know, really nice. <laughs> it was, yeah. it's nice to know that there's some kind of like, it's not just yelling into the void. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what to I mean? To the deep dark. Yeah. So I, I really do appreciate you guys. Um, but yeah, that, that's all I had to say on that. I just had to get that out there before we jump too far into it. Uh, let's pour something else, too, as we're starting to talk about the news. And I think that, uh, oh, this is Old Charter 101. So, sticking with the 101 proof theme yeah. for yes. it. Uh, the big one that I want to talk about, first and foremost, is the Elijah Craig Rye. Yes. He announced. Woo, okay. I'm excited. I'm sorry. Look, no, I'm excited for it, too, but. Confused, but excited. But I'm... that's how I go through most of life, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's just your general mode of operation. Yeah. Excited but confused. You're like a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so it, it was announced the other day, 94 proof, much like Elijah Craig bourbon. It uses the same mash bill that all the other Heaven Hill rye products use. But the distribution is real strange. 
North and South Carolina, Oregon, and Georgia. Not even Kentucky yet. Yeah, very odd. Yeah. This isn't the first time recently that this kind of distribution has happened with a Heaven Hill product. And I think the biggest outlier, not not even outlier, the biggest uh, uh, point with this one is the Heaven Hill 7-Year Bottom and Bond. That, I mean, it's only in like a dozen markets, but none of them are Kentucky. I understand why they would do it with Heaven Hill. I'm a little confused on the Elijah Craig. The, the reason I could understand the Heaven Hill one is we just had the 6-Year on the shelf six months ago you know, 12 to $15 most places. So if I saw something six months later go up a year and up 30 bucks, I would be kind of not, I wouldn't be happy about it. I don't think I'd receive it very well. So if I started seeing reviews of this stuff online and thought, you know, everyone seems to love it, maybe I was not valuing it as much. And then when it finally does get to me, I might be a little bit more apt to, to, to buy that product, uh, even at $30 more. The Elijah Craig Rye, I've never had it before. I have no no reference whatsoever. So they could put it in at, you know, $10 over the regular Elijah Craig price, and I'd be like, well, that's just what it is. You know, why wouldn't it come to Kentucky at that point? Well, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, Kentucky might not have been the best place to, to launch the Heaven Hill 7-year. But at the same time, that's where all the clout is coming from. Yeah. Right? So... It may be that they're trying to test the market outside of Kentucky, but at the same time, wouldn't you want to shoot for your target demographic? I, I it, think that's. I think what Swan brought up is a pretty good point. Like, yeah, and I'm I'm kind of playing devil's advocate more than anything. Yeah, at this point, I mean, because, I definitely could see that point. Yeah. Uh, I also want. It's kind of one of those things where you're. You take it for granted until it's gone, kind of thing. Oh heck! And yeah. then it's gone. Absolutely. and You're like, ah, rage. And then I, I think that people would be take it negatively a little bit. This so like this wound has just been like the band aid's just been ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think giving it a few, um, whether that however long that'll be, is a good move. And it could be too with the rye that they're placing it specifically in markets that have not done well with Rittenhouse and Popcorn. Pikesville. Sorry. Oh, on the old charter. Yes. Oh, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. They could be just putting it in test markets that previously have not done well with their two regular rye releases, and then saying, "Well, everyone's still buying Elijah Craig in these areas. What if we just make an Elijah Craig rye?" And then maybe they're like, "Well, I do like Elijah Craig. Maybe I'll try the uh, the rye as well." So maybe they're just trying to hit those markets where rye's not done well. Completely a guess, though, at that point. I mean, I have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, it's total speculation. <laughs> yeah, so to me, it just looks like they threw a dart on the board, and they're like, well, it's going there, you know? I mean, it's just, I have no clue how they decided that. Well, so th- this is from uh, our, our friends over at Bourbon Pursuit. Um, they actually reached out to Heaven Hill to try to find an answer as to why these markets were selected for the Elijah Craig Rye, and this is the response that they got. Without getting into specifics, there are brand objectives that dictate our markets and a variety of factors that play into those objectives. If, for instance, we are trying to build sales for a brand in the on-premise, we might look uh, to our best on-premise markets for launch timing. It might be dictated in each state by priorities, but both ours or our, uh, both ours or our distributors, excuse me, 
uh, it might be dictated by the competitiveness in a given market. It could be a deliberately slow rollout of a product due to aged inventory. It's not any one thing. Which of their lawyers came up with that? Uh, yeah. We celebrate Kentucky in everything we do. It's our home. We proudly draw visitors from outside of Kentucky and celebrate the history of it. But if we force ourselves to be required to include Kentucky in every launch, Kentucky rather, not whatever messed up word I said, uh, it might not be in the brand's best interests. The wonderful renaissance of American whiskey today is that it's enjoyed throughout the world and it continues to grow in the U.S. Honestly, I so I read through this the other day when I saw that it was posted. And then you had to read through it again? Reading through it now and hearing it out loud, I, I'm calling BS. I honestly, I mean, that that is such a non-answer from a brand representative. Yeah, I, I'm not it, saying it just, that they don't, it, it I'm not saying like that they don't have a question. reason. They might have a perfectly well, like, thought out reason, not, and I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is, like, going around this, the question, I was like, are you running for the 2020 election or like what's yeah, the mo- what's the move here? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's so frustrating that they're like, we love Kentucky. It's just a lot of Kentucky. It's I just mean, a lot of marketing jargon that I no, it absolutely you can't is. understand. Like, no. I, I understand, but if you have a reason, like, let us know. And I don't. It it sounds like they don't have a reason for it. Yeah, quite yeah. honestly, they might. I don't know. But based off of that answer, I, I, I don't buy it. I like to think Heaven Hill knows what they're doing well enough that they've got a good reason behind it, and that I'm just upset that we're not getting into Kentucky, but that still is a little bit of a weird way to reply to that. But, but here's the thing. This is not the first time that this has happened. That's true. I mean, they just did it with a seven-year. I mean, I'm sure we had the same same kind of discussion. Why is it being distributed kind of oddly, you know? So the question stands, well, the question needs to be posed, rather, has Heaven Hill lost touch with its main market? Or to put it in a, a, a way, I saw somebody say this in a Facebook group the other day. Have they forgotten who brought them to the dance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so basically what I how I can kind of see it is that they are trying to get a new market, a new audience, and really pull them in and have them walk into the brand of Heaven Hill. Whereas, you know... They already know that Kentucky and the market there and the audience there, they already have them. You're going to continue to drink Heaven Hill products because that's what you've always drank. There's still those products out there that you can have. So that's how I see it. A I don't bit. disagree with you, but if, if Kentucky's the market that they know is tried and true... Why wouldn't they release those products there in the first place? Well, the only I mean, reason- and, and again, I understand with this, the seven-year bottle and bond, but it doesn't make sense to me why a new product like an Elijah Craig Rye, and and by the way, Heaven Hill Ryes have done super well. Yeah, Rittenhouse Rye is amazing. Pikesville Rye, people love. Um, I mean, we we had the the Parker's Heritage Rye. Uh, I had it with Chad and Sarah a few weeks ago, and it's it's fantastic. So, what is it? I, and I don't. I, I guess I'm just not seeing the bigger picture in this case. But Elijah Craig's a recognizable name, right? Rye whiskey's really taken off again. Mm-hmm. So, what is it that's keeping them from releasing a new product like this in Kentucky? I don't have the answer to that. I know that's that's, a, the, that's only the thing. Th- yeah, no, it I, just, I agree. It, it's mind-boggling. 
that's the just one of the answers, one of the reasons that I yeah. I could, you know, speculate on maybe that's what happened. Yeah, and I, um, I, again, I don't disagree. Which with it could you. that could be a reason. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't know if this is a thing, but is rye uh, more prevalent outside of Kentucky at any point? Pennsylvania people tend to really lean towards rye, so maybe that's a cause. Uh, get them on board first that are more prevalent with rye than you know, maybe Kentucky is. Maybe those are a couple answers, but I would like to know. I would too. <laughs> I would like to actually I, know. I, yeah, and I would like to know outside of the the crap non-answer that was given to Bourbon Pursuit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also, they could be trying to prevent kind of like what happened to Old Forester. They put out 1910, and they put a lot of their distribution in Kentucky, and it just went to the point where it's like, here's a brand new release. We're going to add it to our stuff that's always on the shelves. And then within like two months of release, you just like didn't find it. I would, I would challenge that by saying that 1910 was produced in a very specific way. Yeah. Whereas the rye is literally just a rye whiskey that's been aged in new charred oak barrels for a given amount of time and then released. Yeah. And they said that it could be an issue of product not being there, but that's not the only reason. Again. Yeah. And again, Kentucky should still be included. And gosh, I sound like I'm whining. I feel like I sound like I'm whining and complaining, like, oh, everybody else gets to play with the toys. Why don't I get to do it? Why don't I get the toy recess? But like I, I I don't I don't care if I don't get it immediately. I just want to know what their reasoning is behind it. That's mm-hmm. what yeah has has really befuddled me more than anything. Yeah. So we'll we'll move on from <laughs> from that to the another bit of controversy uh which is the the baker's 13 year i'm excited but i'm cautiously optimistic yeah so everyone knows the big thing the big question that i've seen asked on facebook pages repeatedly is why would i pay 99.99 suggested msrp for a product that's from Jim Beam that's 13 years old that I can go to get 13-year pick of the Knob Creek single barrel for half that. Yeah. Is it's, I mean, what? why is there such a big price difference? And uh, honestly, I can see why you're upset, and I really hope there's a notable difference between a Knob Creek and the Bakers. The Bakers is going to come in at, what, 107? Yes. And the Knob Creek's going to come in at 120? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I mean, if I have just a regular Knob Creek nine-year-old and a Baker's side-by-side aged seven years, I genuinely think there's going to be a difference. And I will probably prefer the Knob Creek, but there's people that are going to prefer the Baker's. And there's a specific profile, and I really hope that they've kind of made their own lane in that 13-year Baker's profile. If they have, charge more for it. It's a really nice bottle. I mean, that's going to tack, tack on to some price. Um, they're doing single barrels now. That's going to tack on some mm-hmm. price. I mean... As long as there's enough definition between a 13-year-old Knob Creek pick and a Baker's pick, go for it. Jim Beam deserves to make a little extra money. I mean, a lot of their stuff's been cheap. I've said it repeatedly. Knob Creek Single Barrel is the, one of the best deals in bourbon. Absolutely. 100% yeah. agree with you. And they are not. They can't jack the price up on that, so they make a new release, they put it out, and they do it. What I'm not cool with is what I've seen uh, a couple of people complain about is when you when you turn around and you take those 13, 12, 14 year options away from the Knob Creek single barrel selection process and you get the 9 years. You know, I don't I want those to be an option, but I'm not 
super devastated by it, knowing that like the Bourbon Karma picks nine years and it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's it's so hard for anybody, any content provider, any bourbon distillery, any person that puts anything out to give a consumer something and then have to take it away. Mm-hmm. So you, you've got to be prepared to only give as much as you're willing to continually give the rest of the process. And that's that's just, it's hard. It's very hard, especially because they've probably eased up over years. It's like, we'll do a 10-year pick, 11, yeah. 12, I think 13, as a bur- 14, bourbon 15. industry as a whole, that's kind of been a problem, I'm sure, for a lot of distilleries is, you know, we've been giving them everything. Yeah. Now we got to scale back just because the, you know. The boom hit. The boom yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can put it any better than you did, Swan. Yeah, that was perfect. Quite, quite honestly, I do want to talk about the redesign um, from a from a graphic design standard. Uh, have you seen it? No. Okay. Oh. It is drastically different. Yeah, you've got a bottle. This is completely you got a bottle there. Completely different. Yeah, I remember the the uh, old bottle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I've actually seen this on the on the shelf. You've seen the new one on the shelf. Yeah. Really? I have. I didn't realize it's coming it was out, out quick. Yet. Yeah, I mean, no like kidding. they they did the press release, and the next week it was on the shelf places. Yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've seen it on the shelf recently. Um, initial reaction, I like it. I, I mean, it's very clean. It's very. I feel like it's what the a continuation of what they've uh, done with the Knob Creek. Yeah, um, they've kind of made it sleek looking. They're just making it sleek, make it more simple, more modern. It doesn't have more of has have that feel of this old weathered paper look that they used to have on on pretty much everything like knob creek knob creek used to be that like cut paper you mm-hmm. know yeah those and, little craft scissors used to be yeah able the to cra- get. yeah exactly like <laughs> yeah, i love those <laughs> yeah like the craft scissors paper and well, i uh, mean the the bakers actually has that too the old one does along the i mean it's exactly it's a lot smaller but yeah i think it's just a evolution of the brand of making it more, more of this modern sleek looking feel um probably to be more in line with jim beam as a whole as they grow through their process i like that it's the same bottle as legiant or at least very close to but it, it close. looks so more updated mm-hmm. yes does it is that I, a metal top I, for the I think cork? it's probably faux metal yeah i i think that they're probably using the same kind of idea that they did with the old um the old stickers that went on the the Knob Creek bottles, mm-hmm. so that that kind of thing. Yeah, I I imagine that it's something similar. That it's you know not actual. It's not a real metal yeah. stopper. Yeah. But my my question though is, did they need to change the bottle style? I think so. Baker's is very overlooked, in my opinion. I I totally agree with that. Yeah, and and I don't know if it's the bottle. No, it's probably not the bottle. I think it's honestly they've got so much in their lineup. This is just kind of like the you know redheaded stepchild in the gang. It's just not. It's no one's go-to out of the lineup they've got. I, I do think that like the bottle change is good, but I don't know if I would do it to the Booker's ever. Oh gosh, it's yeah. so iconic. See, yeah. I think that's why they changed this bottle. Is because it was so close to the Booker's. Yeah, is it the same bottle as the Booker's? It's literally it's the, the same, same bottle. bottle. Yep. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a smart move in changing that. Yeah. And make just clean it up a little more. Yeah. It's yeah, it's totally. the exact same bottle. Yeah. I just pulled one out for Curtis to compare. Yeah, to I would it. I, I would it, it's identical. I would I've looked over Baker's a million and one times. I will say though, 
I'm, I'm still such a huge fan of the small batch seven year mm-hmm. that I'm probably going to go out and if it's if it's still out there, and I'm sure it is in, in a few stores, buy one or two bottles of that because I don't want to... I, I'm, I'm kind of upset that that's going to go away. I, I don't know if it's going away. Is it? I don't know. Because they got the 13 years is a single barrel, I believe. The new one that they put out, the new bottle, is actually a single barrel seven year. And then this is a small batch seven year. So everything that I've seen has said that it's transitioning from small batch to single barrel. So they're just getting rid of the small batch designation entirely? I, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I might have to reach out to Jim Beam to get some clarity on it, but... I mean, if if that's the case and the small batch is going away, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy a couple bottles of it. Mm-hmm. One of the interesting things to note too is that that then changes. I mean, if they are getting rid of it, that then changes the fact that, or it, it, excuse me, that then changes the Jim Beam small batch collection. It does, yeah, and I think honestly, they really seem like they're trying to distance themselves from Booker's. Even yeah. though it's their own product. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going from the premier small batch bourbon with a seven-year small batch next to it in the same bottle to now it's got its own bottle. It's changing the designation of small batch to single barrel. And it's got a 13-year-old cousin. I mean, it's just... <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a very different animal completely. Hopefully it works out for them. I mean, it's... I think it's a great move. I don't think it's bad by any means. I think it needed to be changed. Yeah. I mean, I would look at that bottle and be more apt to pick it up just based on the packaging, which I tend to do way too much. I know I really should just go in and like, I know, you know, this this ugly bottle of Henry McKenna is good. I should definitely pa- pick it up. Packaging's a huge part of yeah. deciding whether or not to buy bourbon. Yeah. I mean, it, how often have we overlooked Fighting Cock? A lot. A lot. Yeah, because it's press a dumb-looking bottle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it really is, but it's good whiskey. Yeah. And it's the old adage, don't judge a book by its cover. That's all it is. Yeah, but everyone. <laughs> it's hard not to <laughs> judge a book by its cover. Yeah, yeah right. For the most part. Uh, one last bit of news, and then we will get on to the Antique Collection review, because that is going to take us a good deal of time, and I want to make sure that we allot plenty of, plenty of conversation time mm-hmm. for that. And this this is the thing that I think got my goat a little bit more than uh, the Heaven Hill controversy. Jim Murray of Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible announced that the 1792 foolproof was Whiskey of the Year. I love that. You love that? Uh, I, which part of it? <laughs> I love that that bourbon is finally getting the recognition it deserves. But it was named that in 2017... If for I, I and I can't remember it. It wasn't Jim Murray specifically, but it's not like it's not gone unrecognized. It's just not picked up. Like I, so if I put out, if I was working at a wine and spirit shop and I put out a case of seventeen ninety two foolproof and I put out a case of Weller, I mean the Weller is going to be gone before anyone even looks at the seventeen ninety two. Sure. And in my opinion, it should be the other way around. And I, I still don't think it gets the recognition it deserves. I do think, however, there are plenty of good bourbons that probably should have taken that spot. But um, as far as just a regular release that's on the shelf and getting some recognition that it deserves, even if it's a second time, I think it's a good choice for them. 
especially knowing that Crown Royal Apple, or I'm sorry, Rye, has been the uh, the selection in the past. So it's um, at least seems a little more serious and genuine this time. So I I have a couple of issues with this. The first being that it's only October. Swan, so it didn't ruffle your feathers? It ruffled my feathers a little bit, but I'm still excited. It was okay. more of a, you know, like when... I so somebody, we got Perry's goat, but didn't ruffle his feathers. Didn't ruffle Swan's feathers. Right. It's mm-hmm. like when somebody comes up to you and tussles your hair. Yeah. You're like, hey, champ. So Perry's <laughs> a turkey <laughs> now. <laughs> I'm a turkey now. <laughs> Swan's a swan. Swan and I are mortal enemies. Okay, what so am I? We need to figure that out. Uh... I don't know. We'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, speaking of turkey, we did pour a little bit of a 2006 Wild Turkey 101. Anyway, th- there were there were a couple of things that really really upset me about this. Uh, the first, of course, as I said, it was it, it's only October 2019. It's not over yet. Yeah, I don't like that. No, that that bugs me. The other thing, and boy, we have been taken down. We're just jumping from major distillery to major distillery tonight. I uh, this is the fourth or fifth year in a row that it's been a Sazerac product that has won. That's true, yeah. And that's that's kind of worrying in my book. It is. I think that Sazerac puts out quality products. But if you handed me, um, again, Weller and this, I would I would probably, you know, pick the, the Barton out of it. And then even more so if I were to, like, go and pick up, like, some... Elijah Craig, barrel proof, and then try like Stag Junior next to it. I mean, everyone knows my preference already. Mm-hmm. There's definitely better stuff out there. I I don't know. I mean, it could <laughs> just be that's thing. his that's his palate. Maybe I don't know. I'd like to think that it's it's not the conspiracy you may be alluding to I'm, is not and I'm there. I'm trying not to put my tinfoil hat on. Yeah, I really am, but. This came out of left field for me. It, ser- it seriously, seriously did. It's not a product that's new to the market. It's been around for a long time. Again, this is not the first time a Sazerac product has won this title from Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible. And, I mean, in the past, it's been like William LaRue Weller and um, I think uh, Weller 12 at one point and... Gosh, maybe it's just all Weller. <laughs> it's all Weller products. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that it kind of seems like if, if, if I'm going to put the big if above this statement. It's a large if. It's a large, large if. If the conspiracy is to be believed and... There's a reason why I'm trying. I'm trying to speak in allegedly terms as opposed to you know, whatever. And the conspiracy is to be believed, and Sazerac has a hand in what product gets chosen. It feels like they might be scraping whatever bottom of the barrel there would be. Does that a, make sense? Yeah, but I have a hard time believing it. Sazerac barely does any promotion. In general, let alone like, hey Jim Murray, what do you what do you think about this extra product here? You know, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It seems weird to me, but I I personally I like the product. It is a little weird that it's not new to market. It is a little weird that it's so early. I could think of a lot worse bourbons for it to go to. And so that's where I'm at. I 
again, I don't disagree with you. I'm just confused as to the methods behind it. That's again, that's been the entire conversation so far is excited but confused. Yeah. <laughs> or angry but confused. So or I'll just, just confused. hit the nail on the head on everything tonight. Yeah, just right. Like, just excited <laughs> but confused on everything. I'm telling you, Perry, just get used to it. This is how you have to go through life. After like twenty one <laughs> This is a life lesson. <laughs> yeah, after 21 and you're an adult that's been handed a drinking license, just get used to being confused. Why, why are you giving me life advice? I'm older than you. <laughs> I just figured it out. I don't yeah, know. but in swan years, he's way older. <laughs> oh, what is the ratio? Like, I don't know. For every human years, how many? Uh, for one swan year, how many human years? I mean, is I there? turned 70 last week. I don't know the conversion rate, but <laughs> I, I can't do math. That's why uh, I got an art me degree. <laughs> I just dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we? Yeah. Let's uh, get started. Yeah, th- th- let's move on to something a little bit happier. Uh, actually, before that, though, we need to talk about our sponsor. We do. We do. We have to talk about Distilled Experiences, which is uh, Lexington's premier, premier tour company. I work with uh, Distilled Experiences, as some of y'all might know, uh, as a tour guide. So if you are interested in booking a tour with us, you would have the sheer pleasure of uh, having old Pear Bear himself taking you around to, to different distilleries. Uh, so the company started three years ago. Uh, we're, they are currently in their uh, third year of operation. Nate Taylor is a fantastic businessman and has a huge, huge passion for all of Kentucky's history and uh, all the economy uh, that not only bourbon, but the horse industry as well has brought and all of the little minutia uh, behind that as well. There are two public tours that are offered throughout the week, Friday uh, and Saturday. And then if you are interested in booking private tours as well, uh, you can help to just head to rather distilledexperiences.com and you'll be able to put in a request for that. And speaking of distilledexperiences.com, if you head there and put in the promo code at checkout, My Bourbon Podcast, you will be able to get 10% off any public tour. So again, distillexperiences.com. Use the coupon code MyBourbonPodcast at checkout for 10% off any public tour. Perry, did you say any public tour? Any public tour, Curtis. That's amazing. It's pretty fantastic. Pretty and great. again, you have the added bonus of me getting to be your tour guide. Even better. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I'm excited uh, anyway. and confused. <laughs> <laughs> As you are wont to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, review time, shall we? This is the yeah. big one, guys. This is the big one. You see this box? You know, this bad boy can fit so much antique collection in it. It was a failed <laughs> attempt at a, at a drum roll. At a roll. drum roll? Is yeah. that what that was supposed to be? Yeah. I'm so excited. This is like, this has been a dream see, since See, I'm you not confused this. about this. <laughs> just excited. You're just excited. <laughs> if there's true. one thing in life That's that true. I'm not confused about, this is it. I am. They just send these to people's houses? What? Yeah. <laughs> pro tip, get a podcast. <laughs> Second pro tip. Easier, for, easier said than done. Yeah, right. Uh, so I figure that we would start with the rise, if you guys are okay with that. Um, Can I preface this with saying I've never had the Sazerac or the Handy or the Eagle Rare? I've only had two. Same. So I'm very excited to try expressions I've never had before, much less just this year's. Um, 
I've had Eagle Rare before, but I've not had the 101 proof. I, I've had... Actually, I think I've had all of these before. Because uh, Chad has a bottle of Handy. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think I've had... Yeah, Is I got it for that? him, but I didn't didn't try it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll Fair get enough. around to it one Fair day. Fair enough. You are the bourbon finder, not the bourbon drinker, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did try a little bit of the Sazerac with uh, our buddy Dustin Whitaker um, because he was here and he'd not had it before either. So I was like, hey. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had an old uh, Eagle Rare uh, that was 90 proof, not 101 proof. And then, of course... WLW and Stag. Yep. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway, should we go youngest to oldest, or should we go lower proof to higher proof? Lower proof to higher proof. Okay, cool. agreed. So then we are going to start out with the Sazerac Rye, Woo. Kentucky Straight Rye Whiskey. This is an eighteen-year-old. Oh gosh! At ninety proof. Ninety. Okay. These guys <laughs> can drive and buy cigarettes. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Ooh, well, we got a second. Yes. Did I tell you what's going mm. on with uh, Kroger this year? No. They're tossing around the idea, not sure if it's solidified yet, about actually holding the BTAC line and making that part of Happy Holidays. Oh, I would be all for wow, that. Wow, that'd be cool. So you would be able to go to every single store every you know every once a day and put in for both Pappy and VTAC. You'd have a great chance of getting multiple bottles instead of me just potentially getting you one. This is like... Minty fresh. Oh yes, it is. I'm getting a lot of that fresh, just kind of a mint. I'm getting or a like lot a of green apple. Yeah, yes. green apple. Yes, like the 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 peel though. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it is that. It's kind of one note for me, honestly. I mean, I can kind of dig a little bit deeper and get some cinnamon and maybe a little bit of rye spice, but overall, it's like a caramel green apple. Yeah, I'm getting a, like a mint leaf with with that green apple that you're talking no, about. No, okay, I can I can kind of I it's can pick fresh. up the, the mint there as well. No, it, it is definitely a fresh nose. Just kind of weird reminder of something. Did you ever try that like Trident layers that had like apple mint apple? Yeah, yeah. that's wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Call it a day. Done. That. I, I don't is know if that was a flavor flavors. combination. That's a but blast from the past right yeah. there. I don't know if that's an actual flavor combination from the Trident layers, but that's what it would remind me of. Yeah. It's even got that like slight like xanthan gum slash like powdery stuff on the outside, that yeah. weird smell that you get from gum. With it? Wait. Oh, he went for it. No, nah, he didn't I get didn't it yet. Oh, he didn't get there. No, he didn't get to it yet. We got close. We're there. We're close. With it being said, like... I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I'm not getting much of if much of the spice, Mm-mm, not the at all. rye spice. But I think that'd be your thing, though. Yeah, you don't really enjoy the like no, heavy hit you in the face with some some rye punch with some rye punch. Yeah, I really enjoy this nose. It's it it really and is I, very pleasant. With that being said, I I do hope that on the palate it starts to open up and really like give me some of those traditional rye yeah. notes shall we mm-hmm. oh that's phenomenal it's still going it is very minty 
I like that though. It is very, very minty. I I guess I'm I'm I really wish that there were just and I'll, I'll, I you know this is just going off my first sip. I wish that there were a little bit more of a rye punch to it. Oh, there's some citrus notes towards the back end. Yeah, see, I'm enjoying this because this has got some like elements of almost a, a old-fashioned kind of thing going on, but without the sugar. Have you ever mm-hmm. like skipped out on the sugar part of an old-fashioned and just had like some extra bitters and stuff put in and some citrus? This is just like fresh-picked mint, mm-hmm. fresh-picked like like you got some fresh uh, squeezed orange juice, like. I don't know what drink you're making, but like if it tastes like this, I'm down. Yeah, not like, orange juice, sorry, but just like uh, what what's what's it called when you shave zest? Yeah, orange mm-hmm. zest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It is so minty fresh. It is it's so fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> <laughs> what <It> is? <laughs> The dumbest stuff gets me. I know, right? (laughs) I do want. I am. I do want more of the traditional rye. I do too. I think I want more of the rye, but I I think I want that with the addition of proof. So I feel like if this came in at one ten, one fifteen, I would get more of that. Yeah, you would. I'm starting to find a little bit of cherry, kind of cherry cordial, at the end too. That. Look, this is not bad by any no, means. No, I, I'm, not, way. I'm not trying to like, dunk on it or anything, but like, it's just um, I, I as far as rise go, I just don't know if this is my bag. I prefer the heavy char over this. The Parker's heavy char. Yes, I I agree with you. 100 percent agree with you. Honestly, the heavy char is pricier than this because this will come in at like one ten ish if you find it at retail. I think retail is really ninety nine ninety nine. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Still, hundred versus like one fifty. Yeah. Yeah, but you know this is good for the price. Yeah. I mean, eighteen year alone is probably going to fetch the ninety nine, ninety nine. But just to actually have something that's curated and that minty and has some fruit to it, and obviously it's complex because it seems like every time I go back to it, I'm like, oh, and it's got blank, you know? Yeah. That's. That's worth it to me. It's good. It's not the best rye I've ever had, but it's one of the more interesting ones I've had. Yeah, yeah. I think and if I'm if I'm going into this with no expectation of what rye tastes like, I think this is pretty damn good rye. Yeah, but this is not an introductory rye. <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> I'm just saying, if I was coming into this, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I think the finish is my favorite part of this. Honestly, I think the finish is where everything starts to kind of compound and and really becomes super, mm. super interesting. I mean, I, I'm starting to find baking spice notes. I'm starting to find like there there's a there's a brittle quality to it as well. I okay. mean there there's so much more to be found, I think, in the finish than there is on the nose or the palate. But that being said, there's still really complex and interesting notes. On, on both of those, it's just the finish is stupid, stupid good. Yeah, it is yeah. very good. Case. And even with like, I get this more with 90 proofers. If you give it a good chew, you know, like when you're drinking it, absolutely, you get more from it. This is no exception, but it still doesn't like, 
you're waiting for something to hit, you know? Yeah. It's and it, it just doesn't hit quite on the palate, but on that finish though, you get everything you were looking for. Yeah. Every and bit I, of it. I I feel when we always have these Buffalo Trace antique collections, taking a look taking a step back and looking at the overall of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. When you look at the overall of this, you got the nose. The nose is very minty, very fresh, like, like very, how to, it's just very fresh. You know, it's, it's very, yeah. Yeah. that's what, what you're predominantly getting. Then you get to the palate and it's a little bit more of the same, but then it makes it more complex and have the orange zest has more of those, uh, more of the spice rye. There's not a lot of it, but there, it starts to evolve. And then the finish, like you said, it gets the brittle, it gets all that kind of stuff. Right. I feel like that's with Buffalo Trace and Tea Collection. That's how it, that's what they do so good. Yeah. Overall, you just have so many different experiences and coming back for more. And I want to go back and, have this like knows this just because it's so fresh yeah. would you make a candle out of it <laughs> i would make a candle out of it <laughs> yes it's come resurfacing <laughs> uh, honestly and it could be because we're about to pour some of it thomas handy they have two rise to put mm-hmm. out so they sometimes have to hit opposite ends of that spectrum so they can really call these two different releases and because if they were both minty fresh i'd be like well one's just a Sazerac and then Sazerac Plus, you know? I mean, I... Sure. So they, they've really got to hit opposite ends of that spectrum to, to make them, you know, different. And having a rye that's minty and, like, fresh tasting and kind of void of that, like, uh, almost like a pickling quality or a licorice or even just, like, a savory, bready quality, I mean, that's, that's pretty far left field as mm-hmm. far as ryes go, so... And like you said, these aren't beginner rise oh no who knew (laughs) you know so i i know it's a a little tedious to go through like each of our our categories so i'm gonna say we just kind of give it a total score yeah um on each of these i'm feeling a 14 out of 20 yeah on the on, on the uh the sazerac that's right where I was at. And honestly, the price is pretty good. I think I would give it like a three and a half. You give the price a three and a half? Yeah. Just because it's so unique in 18 years. I mean, you've got to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Especially for a rye, because there's so many people that are like, well, rye kind of ages a little faster. Let me make it a four year and throw it out and call it premium. You know I mean? So, that's- so is, in, in this case, is the price going to change for you all from whiskey to whiskey? Yes. Yes. I'm trying to figure out. I I am leaning towards yes as well. If I don't feel like the whiskey is worth ninety nine ninety nine, I'm going to take that into consideration. That yeah. is one of the more interesting, complex rises that I've had. Yeah. And I think that's worth noting and worth paying more for. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, I think, honestly, all of these usually deserve what the price is yeah. for me. I think, yeah. I think so too. I think the price stays about the same for me. The price rating, I just feel like it's about the same. Yeah. So what would you give the um the Sazerac rye? I, I would probably give it a fifteen. I, yeah. I, I or a fifteen and a half. Yeah. I enjoyed it, I think, a little more than you guys. Um I just really like the fresh feel and and notes that you were getting. 
So we were talking about opposite ends of the spectrum. This is totally, totally opposite. opposite yes. end of the this spectrum, is man. left field compared to, <laughs> compared to the last one. Yeah. The last one was a bunt to first. This is this is left field. Yeah. This is dark and rich. Yep. And just caramel heaven. Caramel and oak. This is the perfect blend of caramel and oak notes. It's yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, they they intertwine so well and play so well off of each other that I shoot, man. And it's bready too. There's some like bread quality to oh, it. Oh heck yes, a Would rye. Say like a rye bread. Rye bread. Kind of like a rye bread. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I wonder why. And now I'm starting to pick up some of the mint notes. Yeah, I'm getting some I, of this. I have uh, to kind of saltiness get into it. too. Like More salted a, caramel? Yeah. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And, and what's the proof on this? This is 125.7. Ooh, okay. I'm not getting the proof <laughs> on that. It hides it pretty yeah, well. Yeah, I would have said every bit of 110. No, that's... Whew. Ooh, no, I'm getting a little bit of ethanol, but it's so subdued compared to some of the other ones I've had up in this range. This is one of the best noses. I've, I've ever experienced. This is one of the better noses I've had on a rye period. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm. This is like a 4.5 nose for me. Wow. <laughs> uh huh. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, that's impressive. And this is whiskey number two out of five. <laughs> yeah. I'm going for it. I am too. That's what I was missing from the Sazerac. Mm, yep. I. Holy crap. That finish. Oh. Oh. See, I think the palate is where uh, it starts to get more of what the Sazerac had on the nose. I think that you get more yeah, more of the I, mint. I agree with that. But but has that rye spice, like rye punch. I'm going to need a second sip of this because mine, I got a lot of flavor, but it was very ethanol heavy on the tongue. But we also did just jump up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Points. So I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to have too. a second sip of it. Oh yeah. Now that's a right whiskey. That is, and you yeah, know, is. I'm so glad that they have one that's again that kind of minty, fresh feeling rye that you get from some, and then they've got one that's just so savory. Mm. Yeah, that's that's great. They each are are really good. Yeah, they I mean, are absolutely are. But I mean, if if I had my dregs. I would definitely pick this one. And it's sad because this is the easier one to find of the two. <laughs> I think it depends for me. Depends on my mood. I think they're two totally separate. I think so too, but... If I'm looking for a rye whiskey, I'm definitely going this. I think this is more of a crowd pleaser. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think that this is the one that... You know, everybody's going to have Everyone's, that same kind of visceral reaction that we did when yes. we first smelled it. Where it's like, holy crap, this is like, all, it, you know, out of this world on the nose. And this one's going to be like, whoa, wait a second. <laughs> this is a bourbon pleaser, too. Like, if you had somebody absolutely that was like, I love stag. I love the aged Taylor Barrel Proof. I can handle 120 plus in bourbon. But, you know, I've not really found a rye for me. And they got this. 
They'd yep. be opening some doors. Now, granted, this is a, not, again, a beginner bourbon slash rye, but if you are already at that point where 120 is kind of like where you want to hover for really maximum flavor, this is not by any means a bad transition. No. So we also have to talk about the age difference between the two. We did jump from an 18-year-old rye to a six-year-old rye. And you know, that's fine because I've had some of the older ryes, like that whistle pig, that don't really, like the rye spice is really subdued. So they kind of get some of that kind of, I don't know, they bring out some very interesting flavors that I feel like it's pulling a lot out of the wood at that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this, it's younger, but it's not, you know, bright by any means. Like it's, it's definitely like dark, savory. I don't know. Six years is fine. I think that's a great. Like this, I, I, I think that's a great descriptor between the two. Yeah, is bright and, and dark. Yeah, yeah. I I consider this an absolute win. <laughs> yeah, In my book. Yeah, I added some water to it. I'm gonna see if Did that. Did you? Yeah, I'm gonna see what that does to it. I might uh, follow suit. Curtis has already finished his. I finished mine. <laughs> I might just take a sip of this so you can enjoy yours at full proof, and then you can. Yeah, right. mine. Initial reactions, like a 16, 16.5 out of 20. Yeah, I'm, I'm at a... I was going to give it a 15. It's getting a 16 now. Yeah? Yeah, I'm at a 16. It holds up so well to water for me. Really? The nose gets a little lost. But any bit of that ethanol you had questions about during the palate is just gone. Absolutely, it is. Oh. It starts tasting like like a vanilla birthday cake. Yeah, it gets real candied. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That is stupid good with water. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I dislike it uncut, but... No. Holy crap. The fact man. you could do both is just amazing. Yeah. Because that, for me, that's kind of, that's great. If it feels fractured and it doesn't feel like it could really hold up to it, then you got a lot of drinkers right now that are still like, you know, I prefer an ice cube in it if I can handle it. You know, or if you get sure. it at a bar with a yeah. you know, big ball of ice in it and it's going to add some water to it, that's great. That is phenomenal. That's yeah. definitely like between the two, I would definitely get that with an ice cube if I had to choose between the two. Yeah. So I, I settled on a sixteen point five. I I think it's just I'm at a sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. It's just ridiculous how good it is. Sixteen. I'm gonna leave it at sixteen too. Well, I guess now we have to move on to the bourbon. Oh no. Yeah. Oh what a shame that would be. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Yeah, so uh, same thing we're going to kind of be doing. I, I wanted to get the rise in one go, and then we'll do the bourbons in one go, but we are going to jump up uh, proof-wise from yep. bourbon to bourbon. And so this is the Eagle Rare 17 101 proof, which is uh, the second year that they've been doing the 101 proof. Um, yeah. And it goes back to... The uh, the old proof for Eagle Rare before it was a Buffalo Trace product, um, when it was 101 proof. 
Swan's, I, Swan's getting a little excited. I Uh-oh. like this. You want to talk about ruffling some feathers? This is it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd that cap go, Swan? Right here. Oh. Sorry, I blamed you for withholding the cap. It's fine. Mm. I get to drink this. You can blame me for whatever. Am I getting like a little sweetness? Yes. I had this note the other day, and I'm getting it again. I want you to say sweet tart, but I don't know if... Cinnamon bread pudding. Ah, okay. Is that a thing? Yeah, just... Well, I mean, there's probably some cinnamon in there, but like... Like a bread pudding. Um... What are you getting? Cough syrup. Oh. What? No. I'm not getting cough syrup. I'm I'm getting like a real medicinal quality. Well, I guess I'm a in little, the 1930s I'm or so. I'm a little less enthused. 1920s. I'm enthused yeah. by this personally. I I think it's good. I I want to see what the palate. There's nothing specifically jumping out at me. Cinnamon bread pudding. I'm getting like a bready quality. Okay, I can kind of. I, I'll tell you what I'm actually. So there, there's the that medicinal note that I'm picking up, but I'm also finding cinnamon rolls with the mm. the um whatever the icing on top yeah okay i'm getting oatmeal raisin cookie i could see i could actually see that this is weird too like more my, of a cinnamon roll yeah like the distance between where i i smell this in the glencairn really makes a big difference it like the further i go out the more notes i get the further i go in the more like kind of muted syrupy stuff i get I cannot put my nose right in the glass. No. I really can't because that's where I'm really truly finding those like Medicinal. cough syrup notes. Yeah. Mm. This is so weird. I've not had this. I've had somebody actually give me a sample of coffee beans to, to nose before and they said the distance between where you put your, your face in is really going to dictate it. And sure enough, you put your, your face in and it's just like dark roasted coffee and you start pulling it out and it's more of like a you know, bourbon bally smell. And it was kind of strange, but I, I get that with this too. I didn't think that was a thing for bourbon, really. Speaking of bourbon balls, there is a little bit of a nuttiness to this. Kind of yeah. pecan, mm-hmm. actually. Pecan, really? I'm going to just drink it. I'm full out getting the oatmeal raisin. I'm less enthused by this than the, the nose. Oh, I think the palate's way better than the nose. Really? Yeah. I get more of the ethanol. <laughs> Do you now? Yeah. <laughs> Did it go down the wrong way or what? No, I don't think so. I, I, I like the palate quite a bit more than I do the nose. Let me go back in. Now I'm getting the oatmeal raisin. Yeah, I, st- I still get that for sure. And I'm, I'm getting actually like white chocolate Okay. with it too. The nuttiness is still a little bit present, some of those darker notes. Um, but I think overall, it does kind of exist as like a really light baked good. I think I got a bad sip the first time. It kind of went a little, it went down a little weird. If I imagined making some sort of pastry with just dumping in 
a bunch of random stuff from my my cabinet and then i'm like this is gonna be terrible it's gonna be terrible and then i pulled it out of the oven and i tried it and i was like i don't know what i just made but it's good and it's you kind of never replicate it yeah it's that i have no idea what to attribute that to but it is just it's good it's like it's just some random dessert like when people make those weird seven layer whatevers and you're just like, what, <laughs> yeah. what is that? And they're just like, it's just, you know, it's a little bit of everything. It's fine. Some oatmeal raisin cookies, some <laughs> yeah. cinnamon rolls. It's uh Threw some orange, some clementines in there. <laughs> <laughs> Threw some clementines in there. But you get to pick all those There's notes marshmallow, out. marshmallow, I don't know. Yeah, you pick all those things out and you're like, it's it's all good. I'm not mad at any of it. I think it's it's all phenomenal. I do, however, think this is probably one of the weaker things I've tried tonight. Uh, out of the VTAC collection. Yes. I would probably put this third out of the three we've tried. I would put it second. Mm. I would, as of what we've had so far, I would go the handy, this, and then the Saz. Okay. I'm I think going, those last two would be a toss-up for me. They're I'm very close. The, see, I'm going the handy, the Saz, then this. This is this is good. I honestly think the proof would be a saving grace. This does remind me quite a bit of an E.H. Taylor almost. It's kind of got some of those like small batch E.H. Taylor qualities to it where I, I get a lot of different things throughout, but I can't quite put my finger on it. Well, isn't that the same mash bill? Yeah, but that's the thing. I would hope <laughs> I, at 17 for, years for it would be significantly was... different than the 6 to 7 they generally run on the E.H. Taylor. For a second, I was like, well, that's a different distillery. That's crazy. And then I realized, no, it's the exact same distillery with the exact same mash bill. And <laughs> Yeah, just... but 10 <laughs> years older, you would think the barrels had some influence past that. I can see a little bit of what you're talking about with E.H. Taylor notes, but I really really enjoy the palette on this honest to god i think this is the the palette is the high point for me on this one Hmm. the finish is real light it is yes i don't think that there's much to speak of with the finish and not being a big fan of the nose like i was talking about um i don't know it i mean i already said you know this would be kind of in between the the handy and the saz so i'm i think i'm gonna give it a 15 i'm at a 14 13 wow for me yeah Yeah. interesting i don't i think the ethanol for me really pushed through on the palate into the finish i just don't get a lot of the ethanol really yeah i don't know what it is it it does for me though I don't know if it's necessarily ethanol, because I do get some spice, some like barrel spice, kind of like you get on Booker's. You know, it's very hard to explain, but sometimes it's not always just the absolute alcohol pushing through, but it's sure. just kind of that barrel char See, spice. See, with the Booker's, right. like, I always feel like it's like a four-course meal. Like, it hits me, but then it's like, hey, but we're going to spread out the dessert and more of the savory kind of stuff. I think this just hits me, and I'm like, but where's the finish? Where's this? You know? Yeah. I don't know. I wanted more from it, and it could be that this just varies so heavily year to year that maybe this year they went for a target audience, and I'm just not that audience. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if I was going to chase stuff this year so far, get the Thomas Handy. I mean, yeah, I have to agree. The sad thing is, and I hate this because I now after having them, it's kind of hard for me to even fathom this. I've had people say, you know, hey, can you give me a bottle of George C. Stag, and I'll wait in line for it or whatever, and. You know, I'll hang out, and then I'm like, man, they didn't have it. All they've got is Thomas Handy. And I was like, do you still want it? 
that pains me now because I'm like, yes, yeah. you still want it. Uh-huh. Absolutely, you still want it. Because any of them would freak out over the ability mm-hmm. to get Eagle Rare. Yeah. But I would almost mm-hmm. rather have the Tom Sandy. In this case, this, I absolutely would. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Kurt's not so sure. This just like, I don't know. <laughs> I put it at a 14, but I'm, I hate going back and being like, Oh, I'd put it lower. Comparing it to everything else. Yeah, and what everyone else has said. I I think I would put it at a thirteen. I mean, it's just not. Go for it. Thirteen and a half, just right in the middle. (laughs) Split the difference. Yeah, Yeah. just split the difference. (laughs) I would split the difference, but I'm really like, I think this is a thirteen for me. I mean, and also we're splitting hairs here. Like this is a great bourbon. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it absolutely is. Yeah, we're just talking I, as far as like whenever we BTAC lineup. If you're yeah. searching for this this year, if your number gets called, you're buying it definitely. You're buying and it, and you're gonna enjoy it, and it's gonna be great. Yeah, but if you got the chance between all five, and your intention was to drink the bottle you bought, so far, Thomas Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's time to move on. <laughs> this I'm excited for. It's time to move on to... I'm not confused. The No, I'm just excited. Yes. <laughs> I feel like that's the tagline for this show, though. Yeah, that should confused, be a shirt. Confused, but excited. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, this is George T. Stack. I know that one. I know it, know it all right. I'm so excited for these next two. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I am, too. I... Uh, going off of the press release uh, and the fact sheet, this says that this year's release contains bourbon from barrels filled in the spring of 2004. And isn't it the lowest proof release they've done? It is. 116.9. We'll talk about that here in just a second, too. Yeah, the lowest proof. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is the lowest proof ever for George C. Stack. Yeah, no, yeah. I know. I'm just saying. like. So, I mean, I think the highest has been 144.1. Now they're down to this. Uh-huh. So, okay. I mean, they've got yeah, a range. Pretty... Yeah. Even the uh, E.H. Taylor barrel proof this year was, I think, 129.1. Yeah. So according to the fact sheet, it says that uh, Master Distiller Harlan Wheatley cites barrels located on the lower warehouse floors for the reason that it is uh, such a low proof. Many of the barrels for this year's stag composite were taken from the first floor of the warehouse. The first floor is cooler with higher humidity levels. Therefore, the alcohol evaporates faster than the water. The taste, however, is still what stag fans can expect. So we'll we'll see about that. Oh, it's definitely got the stag nose. Curtis is <laughs> sorry. Curtis I'm has just... the biggest smile, but is remaining silent. It's just so good. Whoa! <laughs> you know, Harlan did a very bold move, putting out a very low proof stag because this has been like the like. This will kick you, bourbon, for yeah. the longest for me. I just purely based on the nose. Kudos to him, man. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's kind of a that's a. This move is what you want. Make. I think I need a moment. Yeah. Can you guys leave the room? Wow. And as he as I keep going back to nose it a little more, the more I'm getting. I'm getting so much on the nose there. Like, I'm even finding... So, there, there's those traditional, like, stag notes of, uh, of of the oak, which is usually pretty prominent, yeah. along with the, the heavy caramel and, and everything, but... It has more of the fruity kind 
kind of know. I, w- I was gonna say I I've, I've kind of found like a like a rose note. Mm-hmm. I got so excited I drank it. Swan, <laughs> Swan, did you drink it all? No, I know, he shot sure. it. He shot it. <laughs> he shot it. He just shot stag. No, nah, he didn't. It's no, just he didn't. He's fine. essential stag. It is. I don't know how to explain it. it. Has such a defined nose. The finish. It's going in so many different directions. Oh my gosh, that is so good. It it starts as kind of a a, a brown sugar. Okay. Sugar. Please cookie? tell. Oh, I was going with more of a brown sugar like cured ham. Oh no, I definitely, I definitely can see that. All right, hat's going backwards. Um, <laughs> Perry's strapped I'm in. All, He's I'm ready. all in on this one. He's ready for his Pokemon battle. <laughs> Choose you, Pikachu. <laughs> like specifically, but, so, yeah. I'm so that it, ham. it does start kind of savory with with those brown sugar notes, but then it starts going a little bit citrusy. I mean, there are definitely orange peel notes in there um, that I'm picking up along the way. There is, there's mint, too, uh, kind of towards the middle to back end of the palate. Yeah. And the back end of the palate is really, I think, where this kind of shines. But the the finish is like a firework. <laughs> yeah. This is just like, have you ever burnt a little bit of brown sugar? Mm-hmm. It's got that to it. It's got like a marmalade thing going on to it and then just a, like a little bit of a cinnamon kick at the end i i love this, this. is good i yeah. love this this is really good okay compare it to last year's better yes 100 percent better I, I there's no question for me i think this is i prefer last year's how so? This is different. The last year's, I remember explicitly saying it was the best pecan pie I've ever had, and I love pecan pie. See, that's this was last year's was the best pecan pie. Mm-hmm. This year was the best Thanksgiving dinner. Ex- you are correct, but you know what? I would skip the turkey in a heartbeat for pecan pie. So, Ooh, see, I enjoy the turkey, the gravy, nah, and the mashed potatoes, boy. man. <laughs> nope. Nope, I've been counting carbs and calories all year. I'm gonna eat an entire pump like pecan pie, and no one's stopping me. Like, <laughs> okay. it's, like it's just it's not happening. Yeah. So right. I feel like I, I would prefer last year's. That is gonna be a very distinct difference, though, because there are people again that prefer the savory, and there's people that prefer the sweet. And me being an Elijah Craig Barrel Proof fan, I tend to lean sweeter because I love the baked goodsiness. Okay. However, this is, as far as savory bourbons go, top-notch. Easily, easily the best I've had this year, savory-wise. This might be the best savory bourbon I've ever had. So, we are lucky enough to have a little bit of the 2018 stag sitting around, too. So, I figured we'll just... uh, Share a little glass and ah, uh, Swan. Initial nosing, not a whole lot of difference. No, but it's leaning sweeter instead of savory, even on the nose. But 
very, very slightly. Yeah, I am getting just a little bit more ethanol on the 2018 nose. Well, for the proof, I would kind of hope so. I mean, isn't no, it like, absolutely. Yeah, ten, ten more? I mean, last year was uh, 124.9. Yeah, and this so year's is one sixteen nine. Yeah, eight more. Yeah. Oh, it comes through on the palate though. The proof does. The proof does. The proof does. The proof. Your does. initial assessment of Thanksgiving dinner versus pecan pie. Spot yes. On. Thanksgiving dessert. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it oh, really comes through sweeter. on the finish when it has that little slight bit of dryingness on your tongue and it's kind of really sat there for a second. That's when that dessert hits. Yep. <laughs> that's all I have. I mean I've said all I can say great assessment love that I think that's it I think that's it it's the difference between Thanksgiving dinner and Thanksgiving Thanksgiving dessert shoot I like the nose on 2019 better I think I actually enjoy the nose better on the 2019 one but the palette finish it's it, I give it to the 2018 but that's a very specific preference that you yeah. can narrow it down to. I go 2019. To, oh, you can definitely taste the proof on the 2018. Mm-hmm. Like brown sugar cherry pie all the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. De- definitely on, on the 2018. That is wild. If, you, if you're looking for savory, you found it on the 2019, 2019. one. If, you, if you're looking for, you know, dessert... 2018. 2018. Yeah. I've I've got to go 2019 on this one. Me personally, 2019. I mean, if you don't and want the rest of that 2018 bottle, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. a preference of mine. All right. Swan, go so, ahead and flap away. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay. So, no. so rating wise, what do you give? <sighs> this is my favorite out of what we had so far. Yes, by far, um, for me. It, it might not have the best nose, but as far as palette and finish go, I think it's the best out of the four we've had so far. And taking value into consideration, too, or price, I, I mean, it, I don't know if I can give it anything less than a 17.5. I'm edging towards an 18, but I mean, a 17.5 is. Yeah. <sighs> I'm giving it a 17. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving 18 and a half. Wow. Golly, where are you deducting the points from? Where am I? <laughs> Three. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> one and a half, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm curious, what category do you feel was lacking enough to. I think what was lacking the most was the nose. Okay, so do you give the nose like what a, a four, and then price like a four point five, something like that? Yeah. Okay. I think I the nose is where where it falls. I mean, the slightest bit short. Whereas I just wanted more of a sweeter note, more of a, of a more of like what we were talking about on a pecan pie or or, or a cherry. Yeah. Kudos to Harlan, man. Him putting out a lower proof stag and just knocking it out of the park that's great yeah because i know there's people who are like well you know i'd really like another hazmat well and he's looked uh-huh. at it and he's like i'm gonna put out the best stag product i can mm. put out i love that mindset even if it's not gonna make people happy initially 
Yeah. But as soon as I get this bottle, I have a feeling they're going to be, oh, you know what? Good job. It's but that's fun. what you're supposed to be doing is putting out the best product that you can. So, yeah. I that's, mean, he, he is true. He's ticking all the boxes. He is doing exactly what he's supposed to be doing. We have one left. This is the one that I think we've all been waiting for. I have had this before. I was fortunate enough to have this at Southern Whiskey Society. I didn't know the age. I didn't know the proof at it uh, on it at that point. But it is 12 years old and 128 proof. Now, it is very, very rare that Stag comes in at a lower proof than WLW does. You don't get the proof. On the nose? Oh, no, you do not. <laughs> you, you don't at all. <laughs> no proof. No. I mean, it's it honestly, if you sat Larceny next to this, not based on notes, but just as far as like how much ethanol punch am I getting for it? I'd say they're similar, at least. I mean, I have my nose in the glass before I start getting any ethanol. Yeah. And I got a long beak. I mean, it's like... <laughs> it's really long. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. We, we have to take them in through the back door. Yeah. <laughs> the front door's not wide enough. <laughs> you know what? I'm excited. And this is completely out of left field. I'm so excited for the larceny barrel proof because it's again 12 oh, for sure. 12 years ish probably absolutely barrel proof Whew. um i'm excited and i love that at least as of right now the difference between 2018 wlw and this wlw is it's not as floral as last year's yes last year's was too floral Well, Curtis, <laughs> we're fortunate enough. No to way! Have the 2018 You're WLW me, Perry. just nearby, so <laughs> we'll do this. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Dad, I don't make. <laughs> I don't think that my assessment will change. Perry's like the best crane machine you've ever seen in an arcade. Yeah, like, he just turns around and he's like, yeah, by yeah. the way, we do have that stuffed bear you wanted. And he just pulls it out and <laughs> yeah. plops it on the Let's table. Let's see what's behind door number one. There yeah, we go. Oh, no. It's a busted car. Yeah, it's it's WLW. Yeah. It's missing three out of the four wheels. I've not even tasted this yet. I need to. I should probably do that. So you just spread <laughs> Swan just got real comfortable. (laughs) Real comfortable and real quiet. Yeah. He said, I'm going to need a moment. I'm legitimately trying to think of something that I've had this year that's better. And I'm I'm coming up blank. No, this is the best bourbon I've had in 2019. Yeah. I will... Look, I'm not going to try the antique... Or, excuse me, the, the Van Winkle collection. No. But... Out of everything that's come out this year, this is the winner. Try and true. For me, it's really, really close to the stack. Really? Yeah. Can I try something? The best rated thing I've had this year has been the Elijah Craig C91 or C919. And I don't know when I'm going to get the chance to do them side by side. Go for it. So I'm, this is for me basically determining one and number two. 
Okay. Wow. October. Here we go, Jim Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have the 1792 foolproof? Actually, I think I have the Kroger pick somewhere right I don't know how you can compare that. It's you can. just amazing. Yeah. So I also have 2018. the 2018 board. I've only got two hands, Perry. I can't have three gun cairns <laughs> over here. <laughs> uh, just hold it with your beak. The ethanol points-wise is going to bring this down. But as far as the overall experience, let's try this. So if I'm talking about the... Which one was that? That's the C919 from Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. um, Versus the WLW. Yes. Nope. Wow. That quickly. Yeah. Taste it. Holy moly. So you're saying... Compared to the WLW, that's got some corn. And not a good amount of corn. Comparatively, it is still amazing. Yes, yes. But tell me that's not got a little bit of corn in it. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of unsettling. Yeah. Because I I loved it so much when we had it for the I review, did. but my goodness. Just, I mean, they're just both, kill it, bud. They're both 12 years. They're both great. Uh-huh. I still think it's a fantastic bourbon, but when you just had this side by side, the corn sticks out in that so much. There is no competition between the two. The proof points on... Uh, yeah, no, I totally really agree. shown on that. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. I don't know. The, the, this is going to be the year that I have the most work for whatever is my, my whiskey of the year. Just between those two. Now, there's some others that I've had this year that have been phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll the have corn to, on the finish on the, on the it's uh, really Elijah strong. Craig is very prevalent. So, uh, going back to the WLW, though. I will say that I do like the nose better on the 2018. Really? Just slightly. Just slightly. Okay. Because I remember the floral note really being the big problem in more of the nose. Yeah. It tastes great, though. There's no comparison on the palate. Absolutely none. I disagree on the nose, too. I think this year's is better. Really? I think that's too floral. This has got more of like a floral... Again, leaning towards the savory, and then this year's is more of a sweet. Palette-wise, though, I mean, there is no comparison. This year's is so much better. God, and that is so good. But I can see why I picked Elijah Craig over that last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, no, the C918 was out of this world amazing. Yeah. And I still know where there's a store that I can pick one up. No. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. No, I saw it the other day. Oh yeah. No, this year's. This this year's is absolutely spectacular. Can I go out of the gate with just an absolutely absurd ranking on this? I am gonna give it one of my highest scores of all time. Nineteen. I'm gonna agree with you. Nineteen. Yep. This is amazing. Yeah. I I cannot not call this <laughs> my bourbon of the year yeah oh yeah and, and i mean I, I i know that it's allocated i know that it's everybody's gonna go i can't believe they're doing it but this is the best bourbon of 2019 yeah 
Now, I'm, I'm extremely happy to know that the two easiest things to find as far as like actual bourbons in the BTAC collection are the two strongest, in my opinion. Yeah. So if you're if you're waiting in line for a BTAC release and they've got 10 bottles of Eagle Rare and they've got eight bottles of Sazerac and then they've got 50 of the Handy and 100 of both of the WLW, don't get discouraged because the two biggest ones that you would want to get, at least in my opinion out of this grouping, are the easiest ones to get. Yeah. That's phenomenal. This brings up the question that has been posed before. What does it take for a perfect score? For me, that would have to be a little bit cheaper. I think, honestly, that got almost near-perfect marks on everything. Four and a half on price, and if I had to dilute anything from it, it's four and a half on the nose. I think the only nose that I've... And even then, no, the nose is fantastic. Maybe the finish, just because I think the Booker's (laughs) kitchen table finish was probably just as good, if not better. Mm Mm-hmm. This nose is just stupid. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's the finish. The finish? Yeah. Because I, I want some more of that like honey drip quality, but even then, it's so viscous. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just phenomenal. I don't know. I don't think you can get much better. And it I mean, just for, for it to like side by side, this the you know, Elijah Craig barrel proof and just be not even in the same ballpark is nuts for me because I generally go crazy yeah. for the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof releases. I mean, I've literally got a shelf at home that's nothing but Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah, yeah but th- this, I would take over the 1.9. I think I'd take it over everything they put out this year. Yeah. I, I would totally agree. And I would have to say that the Elijah Craig Barrel Proof has been the shining star this year as far as releases because Booker's has not been up to par for me personally. But again, I mean, I yeah, and I've said that the, the shiny barrel batch has been maybe my favorite so far. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the WLW, definitely a first, but shiny barrel batch, distant second. Okay. I mean, distant, distant second. This is... I and so one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot recently is how weeded bourbons differ from rye bourbons, right? So rye is the flavoring agent, okay, when when it's introduced to a to a bourbon mash bill. But when you're tasting sweetness in a weeded bourbon, it's not that you're tasting the wheat; you're tasting the absence of rye. Yeah. So. What is it about this mash bill that is allowing for more flavors? Honestly, to I to be introduced. I I just don't I don't understand. <laughs> They've got so much Weller Pappy aging. I feel like he gets to just cherry pick something that like the barrel has really, really influenced the stuff that's inside of it. And yeah. with as much variety as he has, this could have been a grouping of six, seven barrels that just, he couldn't explain. Yeah. And it's just great, and he needed to put it out as he discovered it. That's perfectly fine for me. Again, I don't need to know the reason behind it. Because this is phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, I would pay 
easy. I would consider this is how much I love this bottle. I would consider paying secondary for this. I am I'm kind of edging towards that as well. Yeah. And that's nuts. Not full secondary. I've seen some people put it for eight hundred. That's insane. But like three three fifty, four hundred, I think it could be worth that to me. The score would go way down. But at ninety nine ninety nine, if you don't pick up this bottle to take it home and enjoy it. You're crazy. You're, you're nuts. Yeah. I mean, you're it, nuts. It, if we're going and waiting in line, <sighs> this is my number one pick. Yeah. Honestly. Easy. I would leave Eagle Rare on the table to grab a bottle of this. <laughs> I really would. It's so hard to squirt anything lower than a 19. Yeah. It's phenomenal. I mean, I think I'd even take this over the C918, which is saying a lot for me. Well, Swan, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just nuts. And, you know, it actually reminds me quite a bit of uh, a bourbon last year that I scored a little bit lower, but this has just got a little more oomph to it. The Bellmead cask, mm-hmm. it's got some of those honeyed notes. It's yeah, got some of those. I totally agree with and you. And that was that was way up there for me last year, and it was completely out of left field because uh, Bellmead, I really didn't start experiencing that at all until last year. Uh, this this is great. I don't have much more to say. I'm just gonna keep calling it great, fantastic, yeah, you're awesome. Just gonna keep talking. Yeah, stop Swan, me. Swan's taking over. It's yeah. now uh, yeah. this is Swan's bourbon podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking flight, y'all. Let's go. I I mean I don't have anything else to say about it. No, it's, it's great. Everything we've had tonight. No, it's all been great. But I think Jeez. that if if we had to pick a winner, oh well, this is the <laughs> it's, it's this is the winner. I mean, runner, this yeah. is. I, I I and I have not had every year of WLW. No. So I can't compare it all, but from what I've had, this is the best. What a weird year for whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm not mad at all. No, I'm not either. I'm not mad at all. I think, you know, and just to wrap up the B-Tech collection as a whole, I do have a question. What do you think it's missing? Do you feel like it's missing anything out of, like, the five? I mean, if I had to say anything, it'd be, like, a, a wine-finished something. Because, really, Buffalo Trace doesn't... I would say it's, doesn't a, offer it's that. a finished... Finished product. A finished product. Yeah. Because they've kind of messed around with some E.H. Taylor finishings, I guess, like the Cured Oak, the Seasoned Wood. Right. I would think that it's missing a bottled and bond product because they are the company that they own the rights to the E.H. Taylor name. Yeah. Right? So if you took that brand, shoot, I mean, at this point, you may as well crank it up 20 years, you know? I mean, it's not a... well. Maybe not that much, but you know, a ten-year bottle and a bond product from them um, might be worth it. I don't know. You really put me on the spot here with this. Yeah, one. <laughs> no. I mean, I was just trying to think. Like they've really narrowed down the category. I think five think is a that. good amount. And you, I can't even say experimental because they're doing that right now with their no, old charter you series. You can't do that. It, 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 it has to be tried and true. Yeah, I mean, they're doing that with their old charter series. They're doing that with the experimental collection, yeah. the single oak project stuff. I mean, I don't need that. I mean, if anything, it would be a wine finished or a bottled and bond. And even then, I don't know if it would necessarily deem the name of BTAC. I think at that the point. only thing is the bottled, bottled and bond. Yeah. Is the 
the only thing I would even consider. And yeah. let me get more specific. I just want that because if I could have a 6B tech, why not? I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. Exactly. I mean, it's not like yeah. I feel like they're necessarily missing anything. I think it's a good lineup. And people have been saying for so long, you know, there should be Elmer T. Lee as part of the anti collection or Buffalo, or excuse me, Blanton's. But I don't, I don't see the need for that because we already have Stag. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the, the high rye mash bill. And seeing Blanton's in any bottle other than that little grenade would be so strange to me. <laughs> I think you have to think about what you're missing. And I think in this case, yeah, it is a finished product or uh, a, a bottled and bond bourbon. Or a rye. Yeah, or a finished <laughs> rye. Let's just keep throwing stuff out there. <laughs> I have to think on this a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good question. Actually, just... Put it in the Facebook group if you're not already a part of it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah what would you want to see with the BTAC collection? If you had to add on one more thing, what would it be? Or tweet at us. Yeah. At my bourbon pod. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's the BIB. I think so, too. Yeah. Because that's such a historical moment mm-hmm. within bourbon. And adding a finished product, I think, kind of loses the antique collection yeah i could i could see that yeah so 2019 btac yes pretty good yeah yeah (laughs) really good it's a win in my book yep (laughs) uh i guess we better wrap up with uh tips and bits though yeah sure yeah sure sure you think you think that's an okay idea (laughs) yeah yeah we don't allow it we don't ever do that so that's weird never yeah uh, so we're going to go into tips and bits then where we recommend things. I'll go first, I guess. So yesterday I watched this video from uh, YouTuber Rob Scallon, uh, where he broke the record for the most, the world's biggest guitar pedal board. Right. And it was like 300 pedals. And you, so we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. And so there were all these things that went into the world record. It was like all the pedals have to be working. It has to be one signal chain. So from the guitar to the amp, it has to be one, you know, straight line, basically. Um, it has to perform a gig. There were a couple other things. I can't remember what they were. But you were asking, how does that actually work? So he's not running around from pedal to pedal. He's playing the guitar, and then he's actually able to have other people turning the pedals off and on for him. So he's not running around like a crazy man. <laughs> or, he doesn't have squids as friends? No, he doesn't have squids as friends. <laughs> well, that's a bummer. <laughs> no, he, We've got swans, but no squids. Yeah. No, those feet are webbed. It's weird. I wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, if you're into music and that kind of thing, it's really, really cool. I've also really been enjoying, I don't think I've talked about this before, but so BuzzFeed has this series of videos called Draw Off, where Mm -hmm. it's uh, animators versus cartoonists, and they are drawing characters from memory um it's 
really, really cool. I mean, from an artistic perspective, seeing how they have remembered different popular characters and all that. But it, it's such a good video series. Hmm. And it's funny, too. I mean, it's not them just, you know, sitting quietly at their desk. Yeah. And, uh, it It's kind of a challenge, but... Did you ever watch Bob's Burgers? Did I ever? I love Please tell I love me. Bob's Burgers. Yeah, yes, of so course. Watch the I Halloween still watch episode? it. The episode where they have like sixty yes. something artists uh-huh. just yes. do. Oh my gosh, so good. brilliant. Yeah, so amazing, terrifying as well. Because I went to the bathroom uh-huh. at the beginning of the episode and I came back and I was like, <laughs> "What? Oh happened? my god, what was in my drink? <laughs> like, I am so I confused." Just get roofied? Yeah. <laughs> no. Phenomenal, and that's again kind of like how they kind of remembered those characters. It was yeah. it was weird. Absolutely, I liked that. So for mine, is it's Halloween, spooky dookies, spooky dookies, and spooky season, bud. <laughs> so all I've got to say is, it's Halloween. Go watch some Halloween movies, some classics. You know, you got The Shining, you got Halloween. You got, like, all of those kind of movies. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, go watch all of those classics. Because they're phenomenal. The Shining is good because there's a, a sequel Doctor Sleep. Out. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it looks so good. I know. I'm I'm, I'm very excited Ugh. about it. Not confused, but excited. I, Swan, you go. I have another one. That I yeah. Just so that's all I've got to say. But is yeah. it's Halloween. Get watch Halloween. On. Yeah, get your spooky on. Yeah, I've actually been watching. Uh, so I got rid of... I'm trying to save a little money, so I got rid of my accounts on most things, but I've been getting into YouTube, just trying out different YouTubers and stuff. Shane Dawson just put out a huge series on on uh, basically the behind the scenes into the makeup world and how ridiculous it is. And it's not the something the makeup world. Yeah, it's not something I thought I would enjoy. It is wild. It is absolutely wild how cutthroat and like that environment is, and he. Basically, has decided that he's going to put out like this one specific type of, you know, like a palette or whatever. And it's kind of out of the way for him. He's never done that before. He wants to show it from start to finish. And just the entire process on this documentary he's doing is nuts. I mean, they show everything from like initial product testing to uh, doing the first conference call, trying to set up uh, deals with people that are going to carry it Hmm. to the profit margin to everything. So if you're even, you know, slightly interested in the business aspect of anything like that, you get to see every aspect. It is insane. And the amount of money that comes out of that is nuts. I mean, just the last video alone was titled the $20 million deal. Holy crap. Yeah. And you're like, excuse me, how much? <laughs> what? Yeah. And it's it's nuts. And he, he partnered up with Jeffrey Starr, who's a controversial figure, but in this you kind of see him in a different light, and it's it's interesting. It's very interesting. It's worth watching, even if you don't think it's necessarily going to be your thing. Uh, Speaking of watching, uh, the HBO series Watchmen started last night. Mm. Um, I have not watched it yet, but I don't know if I've talked about this before. I have a cousin who works at HBO as a video editor. And he's had a little bit to do with that. And he's been really, really excited for for me to get into it and everything. So I am 
super duper excited for Watchmen on HBO. Everything that I've heard is that it's incredible. So I'm probably going to watch it after we're done recording, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but go go watch Watchmen. Yeah. Who watches the Watchmen? I'm going to leave you with that. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you guys, it, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thank you all so much for listening to this long episode. I, I, I feel like we covered a lot of ground here. Uh, between news and reviews and all that stuff in between. Curtis and Swan, where can people find you on social media? On Instagram, you can find me at KurtCon, and on Twitter, Kurt underscore Con 15. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at MyBourbonFinder. All right, easy peasy. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow up with me, I am at PRitter1492 on all social media channels. If you want to follow the show, it is at MyBourbonPod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, if you could please give us a five-star rate and review on iTunes, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, we will start reading out reviews, actually, uh, the next time that we have a little home base episode. Uh, so get those in as soon as you can, and we would love to hear from you. It means a lot uh, for you to take a little bit of time out and tell everybody what you love about the show. If you have not joined our Facebook group yet, as we mentioned earlier on, uh, head to facebook.com and search for this is my bourbon group there's just a couple of questions uh, to make sure that you're not trying to spam us or anything and we'll allow you to be a part of a really really fun community and a growing community a growing community yeah we indeed yeah we're, i think we're about to uh 200 200 members there yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just looked today which is really really cool <laughs> yeah keep it going yeah please Bourbonshop.threadless.com is where you can find all of our apparel and merchandise. Uh, We do currently have a sale going on in honor of the 100th episode. It is 10% off uh, all orders, so be sure to go and check that out. And then last but not least, patreon.com slash mybourbonpodcast is where you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar a month. Uh, at certain tiers, you get things like bonus episodes or exclusive live chats and streams or hangouts. Uh, it depends on uh, how much you are donating every month. Of course, there is no uh, pressure to be a part of that, but if you can do that, we really, really do appreciate it. It's one of the things that helps keep this show going every single week, every single month, and now really every single year because we're into two years into the show which is just ridiculous i can't believe that that's the thing but again patreon.com slash more podcast really do appreciate you guys who are on there currently and we look forward to having other members joining up in that community i think that about does it for this week we've had a lot of whiskey we've had a lot of conversation yeah good time yeah we'll see you all next week but until then i'm perry i'm curtis and i'm swan and this is my bourbon podcast Woo. That's a lot of birds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I got